We believe that you are strong by design and you were made in God's image to have a strong body, mind, and spirit. You're listening to the number one strength and health authority podcast in the world. So let's get ready to unlock your potential and transform your life in today's episode. Hello, this is Mike Westerdahl from Strong by Design, your host today, and I'm super excited to have Mr. Joe Legalbo with us today on today's episode. He's an entrepreneur, and he's the owner of the business Live Anabolic. He's also a fitness copywriter. We've been friends and met through a Christian mastermind held here in Tampa, and he gave an amazing presentation at that event talking about listening to God. How can you hear God? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So thanks a lot for being with us, Joe. I'm pumped to be here, Mike. Thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it, man. So first of all, what do you mean when we're talking about God? Yeah, I I think it's important to just to have an understanding of who we are talking about when it does come to God, because there are different ideas. And I'll let you know that in this conversation here, we're talking about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we're talking about the God of the Bible, okay? Heavenly Father, God, Jesus Christ, His Son, and then Holy Spirit, the Spirit that lives in us when Jesus rose up to heaven after He was risen from the dead, and then the Holy Spirit descended. And Holy Spirit is our helper. Holy Spirit speaks to us, and and that's how how God speaks to us is through Holy Spirit. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today is how Father God uses Holy Spirit to communicate to us um, so that we can live our best lives possible. We can live for His glory um, and also get the most uh, fulfillment out of our lives that He has designed for us. Yeah, that's awesome. I remember trying to explain this to my six-year-old daughter. She's like, wait, he's the father and he's the son and the Holy Spirit. I, how can he be all three at once? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's just going back to Genesis, right? They talk in, in plural. Scripture talks in plural. It says that, that it was we, okay? It wasn't just one person. It wasn't just Father God. Um, but instead, Jesus was there. Holy Spirit was there. And so is Father God. And so it's one of those things where it's outside of the box of what humans can really put it in. And right. you see God God does that a lot. He's outside of time. He, you know, he's outside of these things that that we are we think are so uh put together here on earth is hey, this it can't be anything different than this, but it's God is supernatural. He's outside of what we can really wrap our minds around. So he can be three in one. Yeah. So <laughs> When we're hearing from God is that voice, then what we're talking about is the Holy Spirit? Yes. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus rose from the dead and he and he spoke to the disciples, that's that's when he told us that he would be leaving us a helper. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So why, why would God want to talk to us? What does he need us for? I mean, I'm a sinful person. I make mistakes every day. Why would he want to possibly talk to me? Well, I think you can start that question with why would he die for us, right? right. So we see... So the reason he would want to talk to us and he would want to be a part of our lives is because he's already died for us. So he's already done the thing that is the hardest thing to imagine anyone doing for you by, you know, just committing himself to the cross and choosing to go there for our sins and take on that punishment for us. So he's already taken on the worst. Okay, for us because he loves us that much. And it's through that love that he also wants to speak to us. He wants to share, hey, 
these are the plans that I have for you and for your life. And, and he wants to be able to be a part of our lives. Okay. God, he doesn't want us to, he's not just this guy up in the sky who's letting us just try and figure out life on our own. He wants to speak to us. He wants what's best for us. Scripture goes into that a lot of how he has plans for us that are good and he wants us to be walking in those plans. And so God, who came in the form of man, of course, him dying for us, of course, he's going to want to speak to us uh, and just give us the, the best opportunity to glorify him and at the same time live our most fulfilling life. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you're enjoying today's show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, that also begs the question, I guess some people might ask, if he wants to hear from us and he's God, why can't he just kind of make everybody love him? Like, why do we have this free will to choose to try to listen to him or not, mm-hmm. or to love him or to choose not to love him? Well, because if you don't have free will, then you, you can't actually love something. Um, if I don't have free, if I don't have free will to love my wife, then I, I don't actually love her. I'm just a, a robotic individual who's just doing things based on really it would just be forced like how you were programmed yeah exactly it would be like being a programmed person walking around and instead he gives us the opportunity and this is this isn't just when it comes to hey i can choose to sin or not sin you know for example like he gives us free will to sin or not sin you know we have choice he gives us free will to choose his path, you know, if he's leading us in a direction, if he's speaking to us to go down a certain path, we have the opportunity to follow that, but we also have the opportunity to not follow that. You see that with Jonah in the Bible, okay? He was told to to go in this one direction. He decided not to go in that direction, and so he was swallowed up by a whale, okay? But eventually, he made his way to where he was supposed to go. So there are certain paths you can take the the less pressing of a way, I guess, or you can take a way that takes a little bit of diversion, you know? Um, So we do have a free will to choose. I mean, you can still see examples of people that don't believe in God, but they still have what appears to be success in their life. And God can still use unbelievers in a way to fulfill his plan. Absolutely. So I I look at it as when, when you're listening, when you're being obedient and doing your best to be within the rules, which you're not going to be able to. We all make mistakes all the time, but that's where the grace part comes in. You kind of have these guardrails that are going to protect you, where you are more than welcome to do it on your own and figure it out, but you're truly on your own then. Yep. And I like to put it like this. Following the Lord is like bowling with bumpers, okay? So the bumpers are up. You're throwing the ball down the lane. You're trying to hit a strike, okay? And sometimes you you may hit one bumper, hit another bumper, but as long as you have that grace, you have that relationship with the Lord, he has those bumpers up. So you're never going to go in the gutter. You're just going to go from one bumper, maybe to the next bumper, but eventually you're going to get to the pins. Eventually you're going to get to the And it may feel like the gutter. Yeah, it may. And you'll have hard times. Yeah. Believing doesn't mean things are going to be easy. Absolutely (laughs) not. Absolutely not. Yeah. 
So that's, that's an interesting point with the wife analogy that you made too, because if you only loved your wife, because let's say you were afraid of her or you were going to be punished if you didn't, it's kind of like the Old Testament God where I have to do what he says or something horrible is going to happen. That's when we didn't have that relationship with any, him anymore due to sin. But once Jesus died on the cross for us, now we had that straight path connection back to the father again, and we don't have to be afraid of the punishment. Yes, we still have a healthy fear of God and his power, but at the same time, there's grace there that, yes, we're going to mess up, but as long as our heart is in the right place and we put that first. Absolutely. So move, moving along, um, what are some of the ways you can actively listen for God? What are some examples of how you can hear God speaking to you if you are seeking it? Yeah. So of, of course, it starts with prayer. So the the Lord tells us, God tells us in scripture, ask and you shall receive, you know, or, you know, to, to cast our cares upon him. Okay. So he, he calls us to have an open communication relationship with him where we can go to him with, with anything and we can expect an answer in return. And that looks many different ways and we can get into that. You know, eventually I can share some stories even in my own life. However, as far as how can, how can God speak to me? How can I open up that communication with him? It starts with just speaking to him, just like you and I are speaking. So just speaking to him like, like a, a friend and just having a regular conversation on the drive over here. I was asking you lots of questions. Okay. Just about business and things. And, and, you gave me responses. And that's what, that's what we are to do with our relationship with the Lord is just ask him questions. He wants your questions. So then he can, he can answer those things and lead you down the direction that is best for you. Um, so one of the ways that you can, of course, open up that dialogue with God is through prayer. But then after that, it's these different ways of, okay, what can I then be doing? To hear from the Lord, because a lot of the time it's not going to come in an audible voice. Yeah, I mean, you, you rarely hear a story of the audible voice of God speaking to someone, you know, outside of Scripture. You will hear it. You know, some people will, you know, share that that type of testimony. However, most of the time it's, "Hey, I prayed to the Lord, I asked Him, and then I opened up the Bible." That's when I'm in my, I call it God time. Okay. When I'm in my God time where I spend my first portion of the day with him, I'm praying first and then I'm opening up the word because I believe he has something to say. Um, and, and that could, that could also be, Hey, I'm going to start the morning praying. Maybe you don't have time to read the word. You start praying in the morning. Okay. And then maybe on your drive to work, you're turning on the radio. You're listening to maybe a Christian radio station. It doesn't even have to be a Christian radio station, to be honest with you. But there could be something. Maybe you're listening to a podcast or, you know, some, an interview on the radio or something. And the Lord will speak something out of someone else that was for that specific situation that you prayed about. But not necessarily from a Christian. Not necessarily from a Christian. No, I've had non-believers speak words over my life that were confirmations of, okay, this is something that the Lord's been confirming. This isn't maybe the only confirmation, you know, because when you do receive words from other people and, and these confirmations from the Lord, it's good to, to test it as well, you know, because if someone comes up to you and they say, Hey, Mike, I see you speaking on a stage to millions of people one day, you know, and, and going down that route. 
you may think in your mind that I have to shift what I'm doing now to to everything that you know the Lord's called me to do and where I'm at right now shift to get to that part in my life and get to that experience in my life. However, that may not be exactly what God has for you. Maybe it's something else, but we want to test those words. Now, if, if that keeps coming up, if you keep receiving these words, if you keep receive, if you feel the Holy Spirit inside of you confirm, like it gives you that peace that, you know what, this is something that, that I think will happen one day. Then you can rest in him knowing that he's going to put those pieces together. Now, would you compare the Holy Spirit, the feeling in your heart? Is that similar or the same thing as what some people call intuition? That's a, that's a great question. So how I look at how, how I've experienced the Holy Spirit, because there are people who say, Hey, I have a gut feeling. Right. I believe that inside we do have the ability to judge what other people say based, you know, we have the ability to determine right and wrong, to determine a character of a person and, and, and these things like we, we have these intuitive kind of skills inside of us. And so almost like instincts, it's like instincts. And I believe that everyone has a certain amount of, of, of those instincts, some better than others. Some have better gut instincts than others. So you, you look at someone who's incredibly successful. They may not be a Christian, but they're very successful. They may have very good instincts that have allowed them to, uh, to make the right moves, to make the right deals, to grow, you know, by following their instincts. And that's fine. And I would say, who knows what they could accomplish if if the Lord was also in that kind of partnership with them. I know? guess, how could you tell them apart? If yeah. you do have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you, how do you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. If you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. So how I like to follow it is by peace. So there's, there's this feeling, there's this feeling of, well, I can either choose to do something and I can feel good about it. Or I can choose to do something and I can feel like there's just something unsettling. I can't quite describe it, but it just doesn't feel right. Okay. And that's typically Holy Spirit that's, that's kind of nudging you in, in the right direction. And it's one of those things that, that as believers, the more in tune that we get with God in our relationship with God and hearing him speak and allowing the Holy Spirit to direct our path, the more we allow him to work in our lives and to do those things and say, God, I'm just going to, to follow your will. Um, you know, the more we get a sense of, okay, this is a prompting of the Holy Spirit and this isn't a prompt, isn't a prompting of the Holy Spirit. So you're able to better identify based on, you know, the more that you put your trust in him, the more that you give him, the more you're going to feel him, him leading you. Okay. Backtracking a little bit when you were talking about praying and you said just ask him questions for people that are new to praying or they believe, but they're not sure how to do it. Is there a right way or a certain way to pray or any tips for praying for people kind of starting out? I remember kind of teaching my daughter about it. And at first it kind of just sounds people start spitting out a wish list of things they want, Mm -hmm. which is not necessarily what this is not for you. It's God's will. And then I've also seen it the other way around where people don't want to ask for anything for themselves because they feel like, why would God care just about this small situation that really doesn't mean anything in the big picture? Absolutely. So uh, touching on the first point of 
you know, God is in a vending machine, of course. So he's not like some vending machine up in the sky where we just ask for something and then we'll click a couple of buttons and then he gives us what we want. So, you know, to, to go off of that, I like whenever I'm, anytime I'm in prayer, I'm coming forth with praise as well, just thanking him for everything that he's already done, spending time just worshiping him, reflecting on all he's done in my life and just, just giving that 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 time to the Lord, um, because I don't want to just come to him asking. Just like I would say for the person who comes to the Lord and doesn't feel worthy to come to the Lord and just wants to um, ask for forgiveness for all of their sins, that used to be me, where I would come to the Lord, and my whole time spending time praying was, God, please forgive me for this. Please forgive me for that to the point where I wasn't even praying about anything in my life. My relationship was just me coming to him and asking him for forgiveness. So anytime that we come before the Lord, just bring a, a you know that spirit of, of praise to him because ultimately that's what the angels are doing in heaven. They're yeah. just praising him. I like to start with thanking him for things. Yeah. And there could be quest- questions that you have. Absolutely. And then at, always putting if it's in your will as part of any requests, mm-hmm. meaning and also in his timing, right? Like yeah. there could be something that we want and that's in his will, mm-hmm. but we want it now. It might not be for a few years. So exactly. that's the tricky part. And so, I mean, writing things down, which we'll get into mm-hmm. in the next question, but yeah. it's amazing to see that prayers that have been answered over time, but not when you ask them, but like years later. I have plenty so, of those. Yeah. yeah. And, and what to go back to your question about what do you ask God or, you know, how do you ask, ask him questions? It's really as simple as just asking questions like I was asking you in the car as, right. as, practical as it is and I can you know share a story about this when I first got started with trying to build a fitness business and and trying to learn how to sell products online I I had a website I had all of this you know a nice web page and sales copy and I went to sell the product and it was crickets right and so what I ended up doing is just asking God Okay, God, I've, you know, I've put all of this effort in, but what do I need to be doing better? Do I need to hire someone? I'm basically broke now, but I know that you can provide the right person in my life to help me if I need to hire someone to teach me how to write better to sell. And you mentioned that I'm a fitness copywriter at the beginning of the show. And that's where I got started with learning how to write sales copy, which ultimately fueled my business and has also allowed me to create another business as well with a fitness copywriting agency. But all that to say, you know what I put in my journal was, God, who can help me learn to write to sell more? How can I write to get my products out there and help more people? Because right now, no one wants to buy anything. The very next day, inside of a Facebook group, there was a fitness copywriter and he was offering coaching. And I knew that that was the answer that the Lord had for me. And um, although it did stretch us financially at that time, the Lord took that question and he gave me an answer inside of a Facebook group. And I always tell that guy he's an answer to my prayer because he really was. And so it really is just a matter of just asking questions for what you need to know. Where do you need wisdom in your life right now? Ask him and then get ready 
and expectant for a response. Yeah. Well, you had talked about this a little bit at Roar and your favorite method of hearing from God, and that was journaling. Is this part of the journaling you're talking about, writing your questions? Yes. Yeah. So one of the one of the things that I love to do is to journal. And the reason why is Satan likes to come in and make you forget all of the things that you're asking God for and all of the confirmations that he's giving you as well. So Satan can very much, he attacks the mind, right? He fills our mind with worries. Uh, it totally distracts us. We forget some of the things that we're asking God for. How I like to do it is I like to write down, if I have a question for God and I'm looking for wisdom from, from Holy Spirit, I'll write down the question and I'll wait. Um, I'll give you another example here, which is really cool. So when it came to the copywriting agency, for example, I just, I didn't know if this was just an idea, if this was something I should pursue. I already have an online fitness business that I, I love putting my time and energy into. However, I felt a prompting as well to start up a copywriting agency. And so I wrote in my journal, God, do you want me to start this copywriting agency? Okay. It was that simple. And, and I did that in my, my little God time, so to speak. 10 minutes later, I get a phone call from a buddy. He knows I'm a copywriter, but he doesn't know anything other than that. And he said, he's not in the fitness space. He's not, he, he works in construction. And he said, you know what, Joe? I just have this feeling that you are supposed to get other writers underneath you, multiply yourself, have more of you writing other people's sales letters. So, Get a team, get a team of writers and start growing an agency is the direction that he went with this conversation. And that was the confirmation that I needed from the Lord. And he does that over and over again. I have three journals. Yeah, but they, I mean, they were full and this was like long letters. This wasn't like bullet point questions. Right. And a lot of these long letters that are in there, because I have three journals that are basically packed to the, you know all the way from head to toe with with just these things about what the Lord's doing in my life. Not all of them are questions. A lot of them are also words that I've received. So after writing that question, there's no doubt that my journal is then filled with confirmations of starting this copywriting agency, just like it was when I was starting my fitness business. You know, I was asking questions and I would receive words when it was hard. And I was saying, God, is this for me? Am I supposed to be doing this? Am I going down the right track? But my wife and I were living in her mother-in-law's house. We barely have two pennies to rub together. I feel like I'm failing as a husband. You know, I'm a 26 year old newlywed. And here we are in this closet sized room in a 600 square foot home in her mother-in-law's house, my wife's uh, mother's house. And, and the Lord would answer me by having people in my life far removed that I haven't spoken to in years text me, hey, Joe, I see what you're doing and you're going down the right path. Keep running toward it. Things like that. And I would write those down in my journal. So a lot of the things that are in my journal are just confirmations to that. A lot of things I write down in my journal are just praises of what God has done and just looking at 
wow, God, this was such a, a question mark in my life and I'm and, and just seeing what he's done. And I can look back at every single one of those journal entries. They go all the way back to before I was married and, and even praying about my wife, okay? <laughs> they go all the way back to then too and look at the faithfulness of God. And so when the enemy wants to tempt me and make me think that, that I'm, I'm in this alone, that I'm trying to figure it out alone and that good luck, Joe, and try not to mess it up, that there is a God on my side who is for me and he is speaking to me. And I just, I want to be aware of it. Yeah. That's, that's powerful. I'm thinking, um, you gave me a journal as a gift too. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're a writer. So do you think it's easier for you to be doing this? kind of uh, writing to to hear from God versus for other people? Or do you think it's something anybody could really do? Anyone can do it. Absolutely. There's no special sauce, special way to write to the Lord in which he feels like, wow, that was a really, that was a great entry. Really touching letter. Yeah, really touching letter. (laughs) You know, I like to call it letters to God because it really, it feels like I write a letter, shoot it up to heaven, although I, I know that he's He's with me. He's there when I'm writing it. But I, I like the image of shooting it up to heaven and then him writing a letter back and shooting it down to me. And then I write what he has told me and what he's done. And I will say that anyone can can write, but he also does want to speak to you in many, many, many different ways. So it's not just, you know, writing in a journal. If that's if that's something that's just not your Thing or not maybe the way that maybe God connects with music through maybe, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you can pray and turn on the radio and there's, there's a song that speaks to your specific situation. You hear about that happening a lot. You know, we, what I don't want to do is put God in a box of, of he only speaks through certain ways because it's amazing how he speaks through so many different ways. And yeah. Um, I'll give you an example of, of this too. So when my wife and I were wanting to buy a home, we were not approved for a house. Uh, we tried a few months earlier and we didn't get approved. So at this point, we were only uh, two years into being self-employed. And so they they wanted to take our first year, which was only $10,000. Right. <laughs> and they're like... We can't approve you for a house based on your first year. And, and I totally understand that. Um, but our second year, you know, praise God was exponentially more. And, and we were in a position where we were ready to, to move. Okay. And so again, this is all coming back to the different ways that God, you know, speaks to us just to keep your eyes open because there's a lot of different ways that he speaks that we may not even think about. Well, he can speak to you with a rejection too, or shutting a door, which a lot of us feel disappointed or upset when we don't get something we wanted. Where I picture this cartoon meme that I've seen like on Facebook where there's a little kid that, that wants this toy and the parents saying no, but behind their back, they have this giant teddy bear they're about Uh to give them. But all the kid sees is no. That's like us. We had a similar kind of situation with our house that we live in now where we were shopping and looking around for other houses. And we had made an offer on this place that was perfect or so we thought, but we kind of didn't get all our hopes up into it. We prayed and it wasn't give us the house, please. It was, 
if we belong here, if this is right, open or close the doors as needed. And it came back with an inspection with Chinese drywall, which is awful. It would just bankrupt you. You'd have to rip the whole house down, all kinds of uh, cancer and awful illnesses associated with it. So we didn't know that. And we got that back. And that's like obviously closing the door. Now, what if that inspection inspector missed it and we wound up moving there and getting what we wanted it would have been ruins. It would have been absolutely awful. Absolutely. But that was like a door closing. But I've seen other people, you know, where they made the offer on the house, and then they, and then they get the inspection, and something happens, and the deal falls through, and they're heartbroken over it. And I'm like, really? Maybe there was like a rattlesnake in the backyard that was going to bite you, and you yeah. just got saved from that. Like, absolutely. It's like have have some faith in the unknown there. Absolutely. And and going back to to that story of of my wife and I, when the door shut on that first house that we were trying to get, you know, we knew that it was just wasn't God's timing or it wasn't God's house for us. That just wasn't it. And for whatever reason that is, that's one of the things that we can always put our trust in with the Lord is that doors that are shut, we don't have to know why they're shut. We don't have to know the answer. We just have to know that it's not for us right now. But there's a peacefulness for me in my life about not needing I'm very I'm a controlling person I'm a type A personality mm-hmm. I run a business I'm like testosterone muscle building guy by nature mm-hmm. you know so it's like feeling like you always have to control the outcome of how everything's going to go which yeah. there's not a lot of things we actually can control mm-hmm. other than our own emotions you can't yeah. control other people mm-hmm. and to try to get things to turn out exactly the way we want all the time it feels really good to know that it's okay, regardless of how it turns out, that you're in good hands. There's a peacefulness about that. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you're enjoying today's show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. That's how... We like to live our lives, my wife and I as well, is just knowing that all we want to do is just follow the Lord and just follow his leading. And whatever that means, the yeses, the noes, the doors open, the doors closed, we know that he's working all things out for his for his glory and for our good as well. And so that just that takes a big lift off of your shoulders, you know. I mean, here you you have a you know a, a massive operation here at Critical Bench, but you are also resting in him and just knowing that that you know hey I'm giving my best but I know that the Lord is taking care of everything I'm doing the best that I can but I know that I'm ultimately I'm resting in him right but at the same time that's not to be confused with doing nothing we still need to take action we need to still step forward and and do what we're called to do not sit there and wait. I mean, if you're dating and trying to meet someone, you don't sit on your couch and hope that they show up knocking on your door mm. to meet you. It's not going to happen. You have to actually go out there and try to meet people. Exactly. So with God, I think it was in a Tony Evans book. I'm not sure which one, but he talked about the spotlights that turn on with motion sensors. And he says, it may be dark, but when you take that step of faith, not knowing what's going to happen, then the motion turns the light on and lights up the path for the next step. Mm. And a lot of us stand there waiting for the signal. Like, what do you want me to do, God? Yep. 
and don't do anything and just wait and wait and wait. Mm -hmm. But if you listen and take the first step before you know the outcome, take the step and then the path lights up. Absolutely. And that's, that's one of the tools that the enemy wants to use to keep us in the same spot of where we are now, because he doesn't want us moving forward into our destiny. He wants us staying right where we're at because staying right where we're at is a, not a threat. <laughs> is not a threat. We're only effective as as a believer. We're only effective as a friend, as a business person, or whatever it is. If we stay in that same place, just in that spot, or maybe even backpedaling, you know. But at the end of the day, it it says that in Scripture it says that the enemy roars like, or he parades around like a roaring lion. Okay. And what a roaring lion, that is an imitator of God, first of all. So he's an imitator of God, but he's also trying to get us paralyzed in fear. Right. And God did not give us a spirit of fear. Exactly. Which for our life, we try not to make any fear-based decisions. Yes. So if there's something that scares us, we try not to let that affect our choice one way or the other. If anything, it's like what you said earlier, was step away from the fear mm-hmm. towards the other direction. Absolutely. But a lot of people, they're afraid, and that forces them into making a, a decision. Yes. Yeah, exactly. We One of our guiding factors that my wife and I use when making decisions is if we feel that there's a lot of fear that's involved, then we know that fear isn't of the Lord. And so a lot of the times when it comes to that, if you really think about it, you'll find that you have less peace staying in this supposedly comfortable spot as opposed to going against this fear and moving forward. You feel just more peace moving forward, although it's scary. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be scary. And that's, that's the thing that I, I want to make sure that as, as you and I are having a conversation together is I don't want this to sound like it's all rainbows and easy and a formula and, and these things where it's like, okay, we can really figure out everything and move forward with everything, you know, any type of problem and situation. There is going to be things that come into our lives that try and redirect us, that try and, and reroute us, bring fear in our lives. Even the, even when we're following the will of God, it's still going to be hard. Look at Jesus. He The will of God for the world was to save us. So he had to send his son to die on the cross for us. That was God's will. And here's Jesus, his son, who has to die on the cross, the, the most brutal death of all, so that his will can be fulfilled. Thankfully, none of us have to go to the cross for the sins of the world, but in order to achieve our destiny for our lives that he has planned for us, that he's set for us before the beginning of time, we're going to go through some sort of struggle and some sort of hardship to get there. And please know that it is okay for that to happen. It's okay for there to be struggle. Um, and, and the worst thing that you can do is take struggle as God's saying, this is not for you. Or taking it always as a punishment, which I did something wrong, so now God's punishing me. Exactly. You can have storms in your life. We did another episode on this, why God sends storms. And you could go through something not very pleasant just so that you can minister to other people later that are going through that. And God can use you to love them and help them through a difficult time. I mean, that could be one reason something tough happens in your life. It also can build character in you and make you more like Jesus to prepare you 
for the next part of your life, the next part of what God has planned for you. Maybe you're not ready right now and he's got big plans for you. You got to go through a couple hardships to prepare you for the next thing. Absolutely. And, and that's one that he uses these hardships in many different ways to mold our character, to maybe bring up, up some things in our lives that, that he wants to work, you know, through our lives and, and make us more like the image of his son, to give us a testimony that we can share with others to help uh, inspire others that will be coming down that path um, that maybe you've walked through and overcome. So he does use all those things uh, for his good, for glory, for our good as well. And just before we move on to to the next question or next thought, I just wanted to finish up that story really quickly of cool ways that God can speak to you and why it's important to just be aware. When you ask God to just be aware, because um, you know, my wife and I, when we, my, my wife was looking at houses day and night, I kid you not. It was, it was the thing that, that she wanted at that time was, and I think all, uh, all wives go through that when they're ready to move into a house, they are, are ready. Me, I'm like, okay, I can do the apartment for however much longer. And I'm, I'm fine when the time is right, you know, it'll happen. <laughs> um, and it was one of those things where the, this new house had just come onto the market. It was only on the market for three days. She wanted to go see it. So we called our realtor and then we, who's also a believer, we went in there, we prayed about it and we weren't even approved yet for the loan. And so, but we felt that this house was for us. It was really everything that, that my wife could have, you know, wanted and, it, it brought me even back to those journal, old journal entries of, of, you know, when, when Eva and I were first married and we had nothing and, and just bringing those journal entries to the Lord of Lord, you know, I, I can't wait until one day we can just provide Eva through you, Lord, the house that is of, of her dreams, you know, and this was that house. And, Although we weren't approved or anything like that, we still believed it was ours. And I'll, I'll let you know why this next confirmation is really important. So we were outside and we just saw this lone mallard just flying over our heads. And we, we never have, have seen just a lone mallard in the middle of the city just flying over our heads. So we looked up what the meaning of a mallard is, okay, just because we're getting used to God speaking to us in different ways. And uh, it the mallard means when opportunity and preparation come together. And for for us in that moment, that was a confirmation that that house was ours, even though we hadn't been approved yet. It was an, an opportunity of a great home. We loved the area. Eva was incredibly excited. I was excited as well. Um, but it was also a lot of preparation in at the beginning of the year, although we knew we wanted to move that year, the Lord told us to give more, give even more, which is kind of counterintuitive, right? You you think save for a house, save for a house, save for a house. But at the beginning of the year, the Lord is telling us give, give, give. And so we were we were doing that. We were following the the Lord with that. And of course, we, you know, we were also saving as well and being good stewards with our our finances. So we had our preparation and we had our opportunity. And so the next morning when I spoke to the the gentleman at the bank who would provide us with a loan, he said, hey, man, I don't think there's any way that this is going to happen. Like, I've looked at the numbers. 
just to bring it back again, they're going to go by our first year as business owners where we only made $10,000. And I mean, you can't get anything with that. And he said, it just doesn't look good. But if you want to come in, let's go ahead and do it. Let's, let's see if we can make it work. Like submit it. Yeah, let's submit it. And so because I received that confirmation with the Mallard and I felt like this was a confirmation from the Lord that this house would be ours and this would be a testimony of his glory, of what what he made happen. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in. Normally, I wouldn't. I'm very like with my time. I'm very, uh, you know, okay. I have so many other things I could be doing right now. But because I felt like this was from the Lord, I was going to go in and do it, even though he said it probably wasn't going to happen. So I go in there. I, you know, I bring in whatever I can show him. And he, at, in the middle of the conversation, I kind of get a prompting from the Holy Spirit just to ask this question. Hey, what if I was to put together all of my, you know, tax forms up halfway through this year? Because it just showed, you know, the Lord provided abundantly our second year and even more abundantly our third year. Uh, why don't I put together these forms and then we can put my taxes in early maybe and see if we can get approved for the house. And he said, you know what, that's a good idea, but let me go upstairs and speak with the loan officers or whoever it is. I'm, I'm really bad at that kind of stuff. But whoever it is that, that needed to give us the approval, he needed to get it approved by them. So we went up there and, I, you know, I left, um, you know, I was just driving back home and just praying about it. Later that day, they gave us a call. They said, you know what, we took a look at everything and what we decided to do was completely uh, X out your first year of business. We're going to give you a loan based on your second year of business. And so you've been approved for the house. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. And so it's just one of the things where it might be a, you know, a journal entry and then you, you read God's word. It might be, Hey, you just pray to the Lord. And then maybe he gives you a dream or he sends you a sign or he gives you a text message or an email or something. He's, he's always wanting to, to encourage us in the season of life that we're in, especially when we make him a part of it, you know, as opposed to God, God doesn't want to be a part of it. He wants to be a part of it. That's why he sent his son to die is because he wants to have a relationship with us. Jesus is the mediator between us and God so we can have a relationship with him. And so when we take that seriously and, and we allow him to be in every area of our life, then he's going to help us and he's going to speak to us. And how many times have you gone to church and just felt like that West message was for me today? Absolutely. And you hear people say it every time. All the time. <laughs> all the time. And that's what, that's why I always bring my journal to church <laughs> is because that thing that I prayed about maybe a couple of weeks ago where I was asking the Lord, Hey, you know, Lord, what, what about this situation? Maybe two weeks later, maybe the next week, maybe several months, maybe a year. Whatever the time frame is, it could, you know, it could happen on that Sunday where God's going to provide me direction in that area. And that's why I tend to have my journal with me, you know, all the time for the most part, even when I'm traveling, because if the Lord wants to encourage me with a word or, you know, with something, I don't want to forget it. So I'll write it down so I don't forget it. So cool. Yeah, it was reminding me too of uh, Pastor Danny Silk. He's part of uh, Loving on Purpose, and um, 
I used your journal and I did a thing where he said, dream God dreams, where a lot of us kind of limit ourselves and we limit what God can do in our lives. We think it's not possible, but how can you like tell God what's possible? So pretty much God dreams are taking your wildest dreams and then multiplying them mm-hmm. by 10 and then writing these down. The drill actually was to write a hundred God dreams in this journal. And what happens is you can write down like 10, 15 pretty easily. And then you kind of start running out and you're like, I don't know what, I, it's pretty hard yeah. to get a hundred. So you have to stop. And then the next day, like for me during devotional, you'll pray, uh, read your devotional and you might get like one or two more. And then you write those down and it kept going. And I'm up to like 65 now in the book in that journal that you gave me. And I'm calling it like the big God dream journal. (laughs) And it's amazing already things you're not even thinking about, just writing them down and communicating them with God and seeing some of those prayers answered and crossed off without even realizing it. There's prayers being answered all the time that we're not even keeping track of or even realizing that they're happening. All the time. You see it all the time and, and like, I forget which movie it was, Miracles from Heaven or, or the other one, but like all these miracles of people doing things to help you and you don't even know it's happening. Absolutely. It's, it's happening. He's always working. So it's, we like to think that God is doing so much in maybe other people's lives or some of us may not feel like why, like you mentioned earlier, why are we important? Why, why would he want to intervene in my life? And again, it all just comes back to that principle of he's already showed that he wants to be a part of your life when he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. He's already made the decision that he loves you even before you've come onto planet Earth. Okay. And before, you know, you came out of your mother's womb, he's already decided that he wants to have a relationship with you. The question is, do you want to have a relationship with him? And not just a, a, you know, Jesus, I accept you into my life as my savior, but do you want to have a relationship that goes beyond that? Do you want to experience all of me? And, and that's the kind of relationship that I want to have with the Lord. Yeah, that's awesome. Amen. So also thinking back, all the times you're talking about hearing from God seems to be during quiet, quieter times. There's so much noise. We hear so much from the enemy, just advertising commercials. I mean, we're in this business, but we use it for good, not evil. We're, right. we're trying to help people with their health and, uh, you know, make them strong in all different areas of life. Mm-hmm. But how do you turn off the noise, all the busyness? I mean, constant phone. I mean, you can't take a break from your phone for a few minutes. People are kind of addicted to just busyness, which busyness is just distraction. And it's from the time we wake up till we go to bed, our brains are constantly going. We don't even have these quiet times anymore sitting at a traffic light. It's like people are right to their phones. I'm guilty of it too. Mm-hmm. And sitting in a waiting room, I mean, we can constantly be entertained or distracted at all times. How can you possibly, other than making some quiet time, putting aside some time, how do you cut through that noise and actually hear hear God and not be distracted with things that aren't God. Mm -hmm. If you think about the enemy's voice, he's always loud and chaotic and trying to distract you and take you out of this place of peace and put you in this place of stress. And even just the busyness of, of the world that's going on, there's this still small voice that helps guide our decision making. And it may just, I mean, it's not... It's not like little things like, hey, should I have, I actually knew a guy in college who would pray 
whether he should have mustard or ketchup on his burger. Oh, it's going overboard. <laughs> That's going way overboard. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you're okay with either one, right? And, and that's kind of taking it a, a little bit too far. But I like to say that even in this world of busyness and where, where there is so much going on, that God is still speaking even with all the noise. And it's, it's again, it's coming back to building that relationship with him and setting aside that time. I know it's hard for, for a lot of us, it, it, with all the busyness and all the distractions to set aside time just to spend with him, but doing our best in the opportunities we have, whether it's driving to work and maybe just having worship music playing or you're washing the dishes, for example, and instead of just mindlessly doing something, you're thinking of how those dirty dishes with the stains on them was how you were before you met Christ. But now after you've washed these dishes and they're, they're now clean, that they've been made clean, like what Jesus has done. And reflecting, my brother, uh, he started writing a book about this, but just reflecting with everyday things uh, on what God has done in our life. Not putting God in compartments. Okay, I'm going to work. God's shut off. Exactly. Right, it's Sunday. It's God time again. It's e- like exactly. Have him there all the time. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you're enjoying today's show, please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Go to strongbydesignpodcast.com. Let's get back to the show. And I will say that, you know, we we have Holy Spirit inside of us. So he is with us at all times. So even with all the chaos and all the busyness of our day, we can know that there still is that still small voice that is leading us, that that he isn't leaving us just because we haven't thought about him in the past three hours. So he hasn't been there with us in the past three hours. No, he's been there. He's with you the entire time. It's a matter of how often are you coming back to just thinking, oh, God, I, I just need your help to get through this day? You know, whether maybe you're, you're a stay-at-home mom and your kids are going crazy that day. God, I just need a little bit of energy. I just need just a little bit of extra grace here mm-hmm. <laughs> to get through the afternoon, you know, or, or you know, when you're, when you're at work. I, that was me when I was at the customer service uh, call center when I was broke and trying to create an online business. And I was taking phone calls for eight hours a day being cursed out at really because I was, you know, uh, I was doing the customer service side and just, I would have call after call after call. And I would just think just different times throughout the day, God, I just need your help to just get through just one more call, you know, and just, just coming back to him. And it's so amazing how, um, you know, one one of the calls that I got, I, I love sharing these stories, but one of the calls that I got was a lady. I picked up the phone. I said, hi, this is, you know, thank you for calling so-and-so. This is Joe. How can I help you? And um, she she was a, a an older Catholic lady. She said, oh, Joseph, did, did you know that Joseph means that God will provide? And I, and you have to, at that point, I've received so many other people texting me and things that, that oh, do you know your name means that God will provide? God will increase you? And in a time when I was a dead broke 26-year-old working at this customer service call center place, just trying to build an online business to help people, 
the fact that I was, I was in that place of feeling just broken, letting my wife down, and then these just random strangers saying, hey, did you know what your <laughs> name means? You know, and so it's just one of those things again where it's like God, God saw my heart. He saw my situation and he just wanted to provide me a little bit of encouragement. And I like to think of these different encouraging words from the Lord, like vines that you're swinging on, on a tree. So, you know, you're, say you're on one side of the force and you're trying to get to the other side and you just want to follow. So the Lord kept telling me, Joe, just keep going in this direction with trying to help these people uh, in, in building your fitness business so you can help these men over 40, right? So, and I kept receiving confirmations, God will provide, God will provide. So I just hung right onto that vine. I hung on to it and I would not let go. And then he would give me another confirmation, you know, like that phone call from that that uh, older Catholic lady who told me that. And then that was another one. And it was just, it was like a uh, fuel to just swing to the next vine, keep going forward, keep going forward. And eventually uh, he brought the breakthrough, in, you know, in our business and in our life where now we're able to, you know, we've helped over 30,000 men up until this point, close to 40,000 men. And back then it seemed impossible. And it's just amazing what he's done. Yeah. You've been great with that and with his help. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing what the Lord's done. And for anyone that that's listening to just know that your situation isn't unique in that if you think that he would never want to speak to me or he would never i have too much dirt in my life i i will say that that if there is sin in in your life just like you know if, if i was blatantly going about committing something and wasn't trying my best to to um work with the lord to get out of that situation then that can cause problems like there there is you know there that that can kind of uh, quiet the voice of the Holy Spirit because you're allowing all this compromise. And, you know, so there there is an element of how can we try and be all of who God's calling us to be? Okay. And of course he has his grace. So he He will speak to us through his grace because none of us are are perfect. But I will say that no matter what situation that you're in, he does want to speak to you. He does want to lead you. He wants to take you out of these difficult situations or these this confusion. He wants to give you wisdom when you ask for wisdom. He, he, he says, if you ask for wisdom, then you're going to get wisdom. Just coming to him and saying, Lord, I don't know what to do in this situation. You know, be careful what you ask for. Be careful. Yeah, he'll he'll respond. Like, and sometimes, like asking for patience. That's yeah, asking yeah. for trouble. Just kidding. If you, if you ask for patience and I don't have kids yet, but will soon enough, you know, I'm sure that I will be tested with my patience for sure. Well, why don't we uh, lead us in prayer for the listeners, for people that do want to hear from God and are looking for some help with that. Absolutely. Want me to take it? That'd be great. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much um, just for this opportunity to just share what you've done and, and, and just how you operate and how you love, Lord. You just love to speak to us. And I just pray for anyone who is listening, who wants to hear you more, Father, who just uh, you know wants to be led by Holy Spirit, that, Father, you would just 
show them new ways, show them new ways of communicating with you, of hearing from you, and, and that your voice would just be a little bit louder to them, Heavenly Father God, and and, and you would grow them in their their intimacy with you because father you want to be intimate with us and you you want to have a relationship with us and so i i pray against any lies of the enemy that's that that may be telling anyone who's listening now that i'm not worthy or i don't deserve to be spoken to by god or i don't deserve um to have his love in my life we just pray against that because that is a lie from the enemy and we thank you god that you sent your son jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that we can be fully covered by your grace so so that we can have relationship with you and so that we can communicate with you freely um w- without any sort of of barrier and so we thank you heavenly father for that we thank you that you tore that veil father and so we love you, God, and I just pray for anyone who is listening, Father, that you would just speak and move and impact their lives uh, in only ways that you can do. And we just love you, Lord, and pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Joe, for that. <sighs> Leaving the listeners now, wrapping things up, if they want to learn more about you, anything big you're working on right now, or how can people find out more about you? Absolutely. Well, it. I have two businesses. So I have a, a fitness business that helps men over 40 specifically. I have a deep passion for helping men over 40. I believe that, that they're leaders and mighty men and, and through our health, through having better health, that it trickles down into a better marriage. It trickles down into, to having a better faith. It trickles down into many different areas. And so, uh, that, that um, fitness business that I have is called Live Anabolic, and that's at liveanabolic.com. And uh, you'll be able to just read about about my story of, of why that started and stories just about, about my dad and how that drove my passion to want to help men over 40. And then at, as far as the fitness copy uh, side as a fitness copywriter, um, basically what that is is I, I help people get their message out with their fitness business in a way that's going to impact more lives. And that would be at joewrightscopy.com. So those are two great ways. You'll see that there's ways where you can connect with me on there. And even if it has nothing to do with fitness, nothing to do with sales copy, and it has just anything to do with what we talked about today, please, there's contact information on either of those websites where you can reach out to me. I'll be more than happy to just continue this discussion. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you being here. Thanks, Mike. All the lives we're impacting. Thank you so much for listening to the Strong by Design podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe so that more people can find out about our show. Plus, you don't want to miss any future episodes with the amazing guests and topics we have lined up for you.